Welcome, welcome to the latest episode of Evan Speak. Mm-hmm. My name is Dante Evans. Hope everybody is doing great today. And I just want to, uh, today I'm going to be talking about sports and more specifically the NFL. Because I haven't, I haven't talked about the NFL in a while. But that's I mean for those who know this is the basically the off season for most teams now has started already. And most teams in the NFL has uh hired their head coach or coaches. And one in particular coaching hiring I wanna talk about is the Carolina Panthers hiring Frank Wright, a guy, I mean, a head coach who was fired earlier this season by the Indianapolis Colts. Here's a guy who, ha- who got hired by the Carolina Panthers and again lost his job in the middle of the season with another team. So it's like, how crazy is that? Now there, I mean, now the Panthers interim head coach, uh, Steve Wilkes, a guy, I mean, a guy who went six and six, this this past season with the Carolina Panthers as the interim head coach wasn't even considered for the job. Now a lot of people will, will be like, well, what why are you talking about this or what what's the what's what's the deal? He must not be qualified. My thing is this it's not even of our qualifications because Steve Wilkes was a head coach with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean he was the head coach with the Arizona Cardinals and he <clears throat> he didn't get I mean he didn't get a fair shake in Arizona. And the reason why he didn't is because for the simple fact a lot of people don't want to hear this, and I'm, but I'm going to say it again. The reason you didn't get a fair shake with Arizona is because the Cardinals are already knew. Like, look, we just going to hire you for the optics, the optics of showing people that hey, we are not racist, or we going to give a black coaches the opportunity to be head coaches. But again, it didn't work out that way. That, I mean, that's not the truth. The truth is, again, optics, and also the head coach that the Cardinals did hire. He was still under contract with Texas Tech, and when he left Texas Tech. Uh, that's Steve Wilson got fired.
Now, everybody's saying, well, what, what do that got to do with the Carolina Panthers? What that got to do with the Panthers is the simple fact it happened again. Here's, um, here, Steve Wilkes went 6-6 six and six as an interim here coach with the Carolina Panthers. And didn't get a fair shake to be the head, to be the permanent head coach. Now, will he ever get a fair shake at being a head coach again? No. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm being for real. He will never get a fair shake at being a head coach again. For the simple reason of his, the color of his skin. Seriously. Now, it's the same thing with a lot of other coaches, right? Levy Smith, he got fired uh, this season as well from the Houston Texans. Now, a lot of people are still mad, still upset because people want to say, well, he, he screwed the Houston Texans. He lost that game. I mean, he won that game because the Houston Texans told him earlier in the week that he wasn't going to be Bart Packers the head coach. Me, personally, I think that's bullshit crap. Because, first off, I believe Lovey Smith knew. Lovey, I mean, Lovey Smith knew in the beginning of the year, when he got hired last off season, he knew, like, this is just going to be a, a one-year deal. He knew that from Jump Street. And I think everybody knew that from Jump Street because, excuse me, because for the simple fact, for the simple fact, the check, the Texans was planning on hiring Luke McCown, a coach, I mean Luke McCown, a guy who is a former player in the NFL, but a guy who never coached in the NFL, never been a head coach in on any level of football, high school or college, most definitely in the NFL, but you are, you're going to Look at this guy and interview this guy. Guy like, why? I never understood that. And but here's the thing. The question always come up: What can change? What will change? Now the Rooney Rule is in place. The Rooney Rule is in place, and for those who don't know what the Rooney Rule is. It basically states that every team in the NFL must at least interview one minority head coaching candidate. That was the wording in the beginning when it was first drafted up, when that rule was first drafted up. Then, a few years later, or not later, excuse me, a few years, uh, a few years ago from this year, 
it was added to include uh, GMs, GM candidates, general manager candidates. And it's like, it's bullshit. Excuse my language, but it's absolute bull. Because it's just like with uh, the public, uh, or excuse me, the private sector of hiring. You will never, I mean, companies will never hire somebody that they don't want to hire. I don't care what the situation is. If they don't want to hire you, they're not going to hire you. But the the difference is with the private sector is like Walmart, uh, Taco Bell, whatever the case may be, whatever job you're interviewing for. If they don't, I mean, nine times out of ten, if they don't hire you, you could ask why. And if they tell you why, which most of them won't, but if they tell you why, and it's, and if it's for uh, illegal purposes, or like, they're just like being, they're like, oh, you, you don't fit our criteria or whatever. Basically, they say because you're black, basically, really, tell the truth. And I hate playing the race car, but it is what it is. But also, I mean, but with the NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, those uh, organizations are not public companies. Let me say that again. They are not public companies. And I'm going to explain this to people because people will probably say, well, they are public companies. They're they're in a public eye. Everybody see them. No. What I'm saying is they are not publicly traded. They're not on a stock stock market. So, again, they could do whatever they want to do. And hire whoever they want to hire, even though it's unfair, but it's the truth. And the only way that, the only way that we could, I mean, that things like this could change is if they were publicly traded on on a stock market. And also, that, I mean, again, that's not going to happen. But if you want, if we really want to mess with these owners' money, I'll say we we as fans need to uh, boycott, boycott the teams. But again, that's not going to happen because there's some hardcore uh, fans in the league. But the only way, I, I feel like the only way like, we could stop it and we things could change is if the sponsors 
uh, take away their money from the league and from the teams. And that absolutely will work. I think that will work if if sponsors and I'm talking I'm talking about like like Pepsi, uh FedEx, uh First Energy, you know, every other company that sponsors the teams in the NFL. If you ask, I mean, if the sponsors actually be like, look, y'all want, you want to know something? Until you change your hiring practices or until you do what you need to do to make sure you are being uh, fair, we're going to take away, away the money. We're going to take away our money. Now again, that's that really won't hurt them because a lot of these owners have have other business uh I mean have other businesses that they run. But again, if if you as a sponsor just again Threatening to take away the funds, it would be amazing. Because that's that what happened with Dan Schreider and the Washington franchise. That's that's why the rare I mean that's why the team name was changed. Because Pepsi and FedEx threatened to take their uh sponsorship away from them. So again, I believe if it works, that's the only way it will work. Yeah. Cause it's just unfair how these how black coaches are not giving the opportunity to be head coaches in the NFL. And they're always moving the the goalpost. Now, I look at it like this, and this is true, and I have always said this for years. The NFL is ran like a plantation. Seriously. They are ran like a plantation. Owners run their franchises like plantations. And I say it. I've said that for years, and I'm going to continue to say it. And I say that because just look at how they do. Like, they interview, I mean, they have the mindset, and they ain't going to straight up say it, but they have the mindset of, you are good enough to be, I mean, to break your body. You are good enough to break your body for us. But I'll be, excuse my language, but I'll be damned if you, if I let you come come up here and be a head coach or to be a GM. And 
And it's, again, I'm not seeing all the franchises in the NFL because. But it's just so crazy, man. Because from. I'll give you a, a little rundown, a little history. From 1989 to 2023, or excuse me, 1989 season, NFL season, to the 2022 NFL season, there have only been a handful of, of former black NFL players who have become head coaches in the NFL. Only a handful. And I find that um I found that amazing. Like that was hugely I mean that was amazing to me when I found that out. But again, that's how it is. Because again, most of these owners don't I mean they're like look, we don't want anybody that don't look like us. Here. So again, something needs to change. Something that I mean, something need to really change. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm just saying. Yeah. All right, I'm about to uh, get out of here. I will uh, talk to y'all next week. Peace. See y'all later. Yeah, welcome back. And welcome back to this episode. And we're, uh, I'm about to talk about college football as far as the connection with NFL uh, head coaching and hiring practices. Like, Airy just, I'm not even going to say really lost his job, but Airy, uh, his offer was rescinded from Bethune-Cookman University, and I think that's a shame. I mean, and it's basically because of how the us. Uh, Facilities are as far as the athletic facilities, especially football. Now, Deion Sanders had this same issue at Jackson State. Yeah. And it's like, that's probably one of the reasons why uh, Deion took the job at Jackson State and did what he had to do. Like, as far as taking that job, when he did years ago. But it's like he just couldn't keep uh taking out of his pocket and really giving to Jackson State. Yeah. And it's no there's no appreciation for it. But again with with Air Reed it's like the way he went about it, about 
ranting and going on on social media. And this is that's one thing I hate about social media. Like when people go on the I mean go on I mean, go online and, and rant and complain. And again, ain't nothing wrong with it, but at the same time it's like you could have did it a better way. Now Air Reed again, to me one of the best prayers of all time in the NFL. <clears throat> But it's like, as a head coach, I think he would have been perfect, but he wasn't, I don't think he, he really knew what he was getting into, as far as how ridiculous and how horrible the facilities were. Because you got, I mean, you got to look at, at this. Most uh. HBCUs in this country, they don't, well, I'm not going to say most, all of them do not have the same financial backing as schools like Ohio State, Alabama, uh, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee. They don't have that same financial backing as the Power Five schools. And even even though most HBCUs are still Division One schools, but they're still on that small scale. And it's like People want to get mad, want to get upset because he, because guys like Avery, Deion Sanders left, or especially Deion Sanders left. It's like, I keep saying this, what do you expect? I mean, Deion Sanders, he, he's a businessman. At the end of, at the end of the day, Athletics is business. Seriously. Athletics is a business. That's what people fail to realize. Yeah. It, it, it's a business. And it's like a lot of people... Just don't understand that as far as... What some of these uh, coaches go to, especially, I mean, especially black coaches, coaches. Because I, I'm, I have said it like this with, again, with Steve Wilkes in the NFL. It's like he never even got a fair shake at being a head, a head coach, and he will. They'll really be honest. He'll never get that fair shake. He'll never get that fair shake. Yeah, because it's just we. I mean, we as African Americans, and I hate playing the race card, but it's true. I mean, something. Every time we look around, it's it happens. But yeah, it's like 
what can you actually do? What can actually happen? And what can you actually do to make sure this won't happen again? But yeah, it's like it's like these facilities and these universities, especially uh, historical black colleges and universities, are so underfunded by, I mean, federally and also through. Uh, alumni and boosters not even putting in the money to these smarter schools. I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing with uh, schools within the inner city. Most, I mean, most schools within the inner city don't even have the funds like that to really get ahead or keep your students in a in a game so to speak if you see what I'm saying but yeah it's like the thing is this the alumni with these smaller schools need to Putting in some money for real and, and help out the, the HBCUs, man. And really, to tell you the truth, it's not that many around anymore. There's not that many alumni around for, for the uh, HBCUs, really. I mean, I know there's still some, but it's like the older generation of. People who went to HBCUs, they was the ones that was really putting in. Yeah. But yeah, I will talk to y'all later.